Good morning, Davis listeners. This is Cal Pinions. You are tuned into 95.7 KDRT, Davis, California, where the grassroots grow. I'm Samir. I'm Michaela. I'm Amy. I'm Gabriel. I'm Kaichi. And very exciting news for campus. Our topic today is campus, and we have very exciting news to share with you. Next week on the 24th and 25th of May, the UC Davis is hosting a film festival, which will showcase films that are produced by UC Davis filmmakers, and it's going to be very, very exciting. So we had the opportunity to interview Professor Julie Wyman, who is part of the Cinema and Digital Media Department and is also one of the organizers of the festival, and she was kind enough to take the time to uh, speak with us. So I hope you enjoy the interview. I'm here with Professor Julie Wyman from the Cinema and Digital Media Department, and she's been kind enough to take the time to speak with us about the film festival. So, Professor Wyman, can you tell us a little bit about the film festival that's happening next week? This is the 23rd edition of the film festival at UC Davis. It started in 2000 as an ad hoc um, event before I was at UC Davis. I, I hear it was in a garage of a student house with some of the theater faculty and music faculty pulling together any filmmakers they can find among the students um, to show their work. And it's grown into an event that has grown up alongside the, um, uh, you know, the film studies department, the cinema and digital media department, um, and this kind of collaboration between the arts departments. Um, this is the first year the class is being produced by a class. Um, we have a, you know, I'm leading a class of 25 students arranged in teams working on all aspects of the festival and um, from uh, content creation uh, to, to tech team, to promo team, to our event planners and programmers. Um, we have uh, students kind of working on all the areas of making this this really amazing two-night event. Uh, it's in Cruise for the first night on campus um, in a long time. It's uh, traditionally been held after we moved out of the garage. It was held at the Varsity Theater downtown, mm -hmm. very beloved location. Um, but we also have our new theater screening rooms in Cruz, which have incredible um, projection and sound that actually kind of surpasses what we have downtown in, in terms of the, the technical end. And so we're really excited to be able to have an event that's free for students and, the, and students, staff, uh, faculty, our whole community. And um, it's in our nice theater rooms. Okay, that's very exciting. And so, can you give us an idea for the kind of films that are going to be shown this year, what type of genres they are, and sort of how they range? Sure, the films really range in a beautiful way from uh, experimental to animation to narrative film, uh, some 
personal, a lot um, that um, involve in ensembles of students working together, which is really exciting to see, where a lot of uh, you know our filmmaking students are collaborating on each other's films. Um, there's really a range, I think, in terms of mood and genre. Um, there always is a range, and that's what's so nice about this event, is that we're bringing together films that were created in classes of all kinds, films that were created out of classes by students, um, you know, on their weekends and spare time and summer breaks and all that. Um, and so there's a, a, yeah, just as, as many types of sort of students and um, creative approaches as, you know, uh, everyone brings to their love of film. We, we really do see it in the, the programs. That's wonderful. Well, thank you again for taking the time to speak with us. And yeah, so the film festival is next Wednesday and Thursday, uh, at, starting at 7.30 p.m. So please do take, the, if you have the time, please come. It's on campus. It's free. And enjoy some great films that are produced by UC Davis student filmmakers. And thank you again for your time, Professor Wyman. You're so welcome. See you at the theater. Thank you so much, Professor Wyman, for interviewing for, for taking the time for the interview. So, Kai Chi, I know you have such a great film playing on the oh, festival. Yeah. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about An Irish on the Path? Mm -hmm, yeah, uh, my film is about a couple, and they have some like challenge. They have some problem in their relationship. Yeah, that's it. And uh, the whole film is only made in about two hours. Two so, hours? Yeah, oh so God. thanks to my team, thanks to everyone who helped me. Yeah. It doesn't look like it was made in two hours. It's yeah. so beautifully made. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Gabriel, I know you lent your voice to a film, right? Yeah, yeah my body might be in it too for a couple shots, but um, mainly my voice, yeah, for the, um, I believe you mentioned a name earlier. Mayhem and Silence, right? Believe, yeah. yeah, that wasn't the working title when I was in it, but um, yeah, I'm excited to see it. My friend Michael is the director. And I think he did it for a class, and it ended up being a little bit more than that. And I'm excited to be there. Great, awesome. And uh, Michaela, I know you produced what is one of my favorites in the festival, customer service. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about customer service? Oh, stop, Samir. You're <laughs> making me blush. Um, yeah, so uh, also another movie about a couple. Um, it is a love story set in the digital age where um, a... Uh, like a young man who's working a deadbeat job falls in love or not we'll see watch the movie find out for yourself um, with his customer service agent um, and it was just such an incredible experience to work on the film it was my first producer role our director Sarah this is her baby she put her heart and soul into this project mm -hmm. and um, everyone was just e extraordinarily talented from the actors to the camera people like they just everyone had their vision and we worked well together um, but yeah, I'm excited to see everyone's faces at the film festival. Um, I'm excited to see your, see your work, oh, Samir. Yeah, you. maybe talk to our uh, listeners about that a little bit. Yeah, of course. Thank you. And yeah, so my film is called Chocolate, and uh, um, I'm very excited for people to see it. Um, I I'll pro I won't necessarily go into what the plot is, but I guess like it's uh, it was one of the most special experiences I've had. It was, I think we've been working on it for a year, actually, believe it or not. I vividly remember 
during this time a year ago, I was like preparing for it. I was like getting a cast together, and so now the fact the fact that it's going to be seen on the screen is it's unbelievable. So I can't believe that. But yeah, it's a I'd say it's a film about performance, connection, kindness, and love. And like these are themes that have been very meaningful for me. And I think my team and I we've done our best to just reflect that on the screen. And we're just very excited for people to see it. And it's a movie that pays tribute to the medium of film that we all love. And I just hope people like it. You know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm so excited to see some of the passion projects like these, but I also know that we have some films that were made in classes, so yeah. definitely just make sure the film festival is coming up. Um, make sure to check it out, especially if you're a UC Davis student. Stop by. Absolutely. Well, thank you again, Davis listeners, for listening to our show, and please do come next week to the Film Fest at UC Davis, which is on Wednesday and Thursday at Cruise Hall, starting at 7.30 p.m. Come and check out some of the great work that our UC Davis student filmmakers have done, and thank you for listening to our show, and up next is our next group who will do their show, and in the meantime, have a great rest of your day.
listening at FM 95.7 KDRT. This is a news report on Davis community from Kino Eye. We prepared several current events within our community and are ready to share. First, let's listen to the latest update on the Davis stabbing attack incidents from our group member Nova. The situation regarding the Davis stabbings is not finished yet, and has continued to unfold over the past couple weeks. The man responsible for the stabbings, 21-year-old Carlos Fialas Dominguez, appeared before the Yolo County Court around a week and a half ago, on Friday, May 5th. Dominguez was accused of the murders of local Davis community fixture David Bro, and UP Davis student Karim Abu Najin, and was charged with the stabbing of homeless Davis resident Kimberly Guillory. Before the court, Dominguez pled not guilty to all these charges and had his $4 million bail revoked. Dominguez then agreed to have a separate hearing of his crimes held on May 22nd, which is next Monday. There are still unanswered questions in the wake of Dominguez's court appearance, including how he planned out these crimes, and more importantly, why he committed these horrible acts. We may perhaps have some of these questions answered during Dominguez's hearing on Monday. Thank you, Noah. Now let's shift gear and listen to an interview from our group member, Jimmy, on the president of Korean Aggies United about their upcoming event and the influence of the recent stabbing incident. Hello, can you introduce yourself and about your club, Cow? Okay, my name is Sonny, and I'm the member of Cow. I'll be the vice president for next school year. Kao is actually uh, the word uh, Korean Aggies United. So it's a social club for Korean students in Davis. Okay, I see that. I heard that there is an upcoming event for Kao. And can you briefly tell me about what it is? So our coming event will have a theme of casino. Uh, we'll call like Casino Night. And everyone will, uh, we're not betting like real money, but everyone will start with like a chips that worth of $500. And then after that, when you play like Texas Hold'em or Blackjack, or we'll have like uh, some types of board games so that everyone can have game more chips from others. And then finally, uh, you can buy a ticket, like a lottery, t- lottery ticket for that worth, like which price, like $100 per each and then we'll choose the winner for the price and the price will be the AirPod Max. Wow, that event will be really fun. Like it's really a good event after, you know, like those all kind of like incidents like recently going on. But, but let me make it sure like where you guys are not using the actual money for the event, right? No, we're not using actual money. So everyone just pay like when they come in. Yeah, for, for just events like fees and like that. Yeah for foods and like drinks i see that sounds cool okay as i so as for mentioned um there were the stabbing incidents was you know yeah i, I feel so sorry about the victims and uh, did you guys have like any kind of hard difficulty like while planning those kind of events because of that incident or and before that actually let me ask first like how do you think about that incident uh first of all i was really surprised about the incident because I thought Davis is like a safe city, like other than other cities as a college town. Uh, I feel really sorry about the victims and their families. And uh, 
for our event, uh, since we didn't have any event during the seasons, so we didn't have any uh, like influence from that incident, but uh, we still alert people like who are not aware, uh, who might be not not aware about the incident throughout our Instagram, and that's all we could do. Yeah, it's good to hear from you and. Thank you so much for the interview. Thank you, Jimmy, for the interview with the uh, Korean Aggies United Club. Now let's move on to the next news report from Yutong. Yutong, are you ready? Hi, this okay. is Yutong, and I'm bringing a latest news about an event that will happen this Sunday, Saturday evening. So you see, the um, Akabala community has a musical treat in store for you. Our very own talented teenage singing group the Davis Local Vocals have been invited to perform at the grand finale of the annual Local Tones Showcase. They will be taking the stage at UC Davis Science Lecture Hall beginning at 7 p.m. this Saturday. The Local Tones Showcase is truly a community event, so every one of the six UC Davis acapella groups, such as um, the Liquid Hot Plates, the, the Town Lizards, and the Afterglow will be grazing the stage. It is an exclusive celebration of the talents we see in our campus. So the fourth-year student and Afterglow member, Kobe Lau, speaks passionately about the community spirit this event brings and the anticipation of having Dave's local vocals to join the celebrations has everyone buzzing. The teenage group will even take the lead for some songs, including Journey's classic, Any Way You Want It. So let me introduce the Dave's local vocals. The Davis Local Focus, with the members aged 13 to 15, aged a powers beyond their years, impressing our seasoned a cappella groups with their techni technical ability and de dedication. Their performance with the UC Davis group was set in motion after a, a collaboration attempt with the spokes at Hella Cappella fell through. So come down and support these incredible talents. Student tickets are just $8 and general tickets are priced at 10 Join us in celebrating the, um, the power of music at local tones this sa Saturday at UC Davis Science Lecture Hall. Remember, the show starts at 7 p.m. So, Yunlei, do you ha have you ever listened to a cappella and what's your experience with that? Yeah, I really like a cappella since high school. I know Xiamen 6 Middle School, which had an uh, a cappella chorus founded by Zhifan Gao. Except for singing in different pitch, they tap their chest, clap, and use their use cups as additional instruments to accompany their voice. They have created a cappella version of many famous songs, such as Dao Xiang and Tinghua Ci, sing by Jay Zhou. And now I will play part of their a cappella version of Dao Xiang.
Hi everyone, um, this is Isis, and you are tuned into KDRT 95.7 Davis, California, where the grass roots grow. I'm um, here with... I'm Sihan Lee. I'm Rachel. I'm Tianjia. I'm Liang. And today we will be discussing um, some up-and-coming summer films. And also just upcoming concerts. We hope you guys enjoy. Have a concert in California on May 16th. Concert in LA. Mama Moo will have a concert. Hi everyone, I'm Liang. Today I would like to share information about recent K-pop concert in California on May 16 to 17. BTS members will get held to concert in Auckland on May 27 to 28. Mill group Tomorrow by Together will hold to concert in LA on June 2nd. Female groups Mamamoo will have a concert in Auckland on June 12 to 13. Female groups Twice will hold to concert in Auckland too. Also on May 4th, the female group Amix from JYP Entertainment held a fan meeting next to Mixu in San Jose. The group is composed of six members. This is their first two in the U.S. and their U.S. tour runs through May 16. Today I interview my friend who attend their fan meeting in San Jose. Hi everyone, I'm Tai Zhang. On May the 4th, I attend the Amix concert in San Jose. I always love their songs and dance. I felt very happy to be there to meet them in person and see them perform. Their performance was very great and the atmosphere was excellent. Also, my favorite song of theirs is Dice. And they performed it live and I really enjoyed the concert. Hi everyone, this is Tian Zhao. Previous Liang is talking about Korean group concerts in United States, so it's giving me ideas to talking about the J-pop. Since I'm a huge fan of uh, Megalolan, he is from the group Snowman, which is a Japanese idol boy band formed by Johnny and Associates in 2012. The group was previous a subunit of Johnny's and Associates pre-debut training group, Johnny's Junior. And in this June, they were going to having their first Japan Dome tour in order to celebrate their third album, which is called I, I Do Me. In these albums, we can see Snowman challenge themselves and exceed expectations as they pursue their own style on their own terms. And in the tour, we'll see stop in Osaka, Tokyo, Fukuoka, and Nagoya. And also, Smegulolian had mentioned his feeling like to be able to stand there at Tokyo Dome with just the night of them is something he could not have imagined back when he was a junior dancing behind their seniors. 
he hoped like they can rejoice with all their fans once they've reached their goal. And I do me will be released in three different versions, of which will feature bonus content. And in this June, I also will go to travel to Japan and watch their concert. I'm really excited about to see their performance on the concert. Thank you. Hi everyone, this is Isis, and I'm joined by Fanny Londa. Hi Isis. Hey. So I wanted to ask you、um, a little bit about your movie interests. Are you? Would you say you're an avid movie watcher? Uh, I think I definitely am,、mm-hmm. and especially this year, lots、mm-hmm. of great films are coming out. Yes, especially Barbie. Yes, and I mean, it was such a staple in our childhood.、Mm-hmm. For many, I'm sure, like everywhere you went, Barbie,、mm-hmm. right? And I mean, no better casting、mm-hmm. than Margot Robbie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? No, I agree. Well, I will say though that Ryan Gosling, he's a controversial casting、oh, for me at least.、Really? There are some who say he's a little too old and out of place. That there could have been a better casting, but I guess each their own, right? Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. I think I yeah, I've seen the trailers and I'm super excited for this movie, especially because Greta Gerwig is directing it and. I don't know if you know, but she directed Little Women and、um, Lady Bird, which were both, I think, like they won awards.、Um, so she's been a very like strong director, and she has a history of like acting. And yeah, I think it's gonna be super interesting to see how she adapts, you know, like this iconic like、um, doll and、um, this figure in like pop culture into like this adapting into movies. No, yeah, it's gonna be super exciting to see. I'm sure the cinemas are going to be full and packed、mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Hi, this is Sihan. I want to talk about the upcoming movie, The Little Mermaid. I believe we are all like very familiar with the Disney fairy tale, and our image of Little Mermaid is also stuck on the red-haired little girl. We have been able to see the poster and the trailer of The Little Mermaid. And I believe we all have our own opinions. My friend Vivian、uh, will talk us about her opinion on this movie. Here is my view about the new release Disney movie, The Little Mermaid. I actually like Hilary Bollywood and her singing part of the world. I think it's what made her chosen to be Iris. And when I watched the trailer. I know that there is a departure from the character traditional appearance, and I think Disney has challenged the traditional notion of races and identity in this movie. Also, it expands opportunity for different groups of people in Hollywood to open up new markets and to expand its audience. And additionally, I think such casting decision for the discussion on internet about races and representation, which create a free promotion for the movie. While a good movie also depends on the overall narrative thesis and the portrayal of character. So I'm excited to see how the story knowledge and we imagine. In a live action format. Hi everyone, this is Rachel, and since this week our group's topic is on pop culture, we wanted to talk about movies and concerts. 
For movies, we wanted to see what other people's favorites have been recently or any upcoming movies they're excited to see. A recent movie that has been popular is the Super Mario Bros. movie released in April. I have Tom and Jolie here with me. Jolie hasn't watched it yet. I haven't either. Um, Tom has. Um, I have Tom here with me to talk about the movie as soon as it was released. Um, Tom, I know after you watched it, you wouldn't stop raving about it. What was your experience like and why do you think other people should watch it? Uh, hi. So, firstly, from someone who grew up playing Mario games, it was really cool to see a lot of just the characters and, well, of course you're going to see the characters, but just a lot of really niche and smaller references that you wouldn't expect to see in a lot of video game adaptation movies. Not see that guy, but the Sonic movie was not a real Sonic game adaptation. But also, just a really great cast, and just being able to see a bunch of things that I wasn't really expecting to be in the film was really, really amazing. Their soundtrack was also super good, and overall, it was just a fun movie to watch. I had a really good time, and even though it was a kid's movie, I have seen it twice, and I really enjoyed it both times. So, I would definitely recommend giving it a watch. Even though you might think it's like a movie made for kids, it has a lot of enjoyment for anyone who decides to go and watch it. Okay, yeah, and there you have it, folks. I haven't watched the movie yet, Jolie. I know you haven't I have either. not either. Um, but, uh, I mean, I've heard Jack Black's song on Princess Peach, which was yeah. really good. <laughs> on TikTok, it's <laughs> great. Um, but, yeah, I believe the movie is still in theaters, so go watch it. I definitely will with Jolie soon. Yeah, yeah so bye, everyone. Bye. Okay, everyone. Um, so we have been. This has been Radio Rebels. I'm Isis. I'm Siha. I'm Rachel. I'm Tianjiao. I'm Liang. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in to KDRT. Yo, 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 what up, Davis? This is insert group name here. You are tuned into KDRT 95.7 Davis, California, where the grassroots grow. And I'm one of your hosts, Donuts. This is Sion. This is Talia. I'm Erica. And this is Sam. And today we are going to talk about something that I don't think a lot of you guys in Davis really know or talk about. Um, we're going to talk about world news. What do you guys... <laughs> so uh, we're, one of the major things I think that is happening right now is the Turkish elections. And I don't think I've... I've try, I tried to interview so many people about it here in Davis or, you know, students. But even like political campus, like political organizations on campus don't really know anything about it. So I'm really surprised. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Well, I also think, do think it's a lack of information when it comes to the news here in the United States. I didn't know about it until we were talking about the Turkish elections. I don't know. I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, I didn't know too, that was yeah. such like a, a huge problem going on. Yeah, so. the same as me. Yeah, I have no idea about that. Mm -hmm. I, 
I googled it when you talked about wanting to do it. Oh, sorry, I googled it when you <laughs> talked about wanting to do it. So, I just uh, I just read an article on NPR and tried tried to like familiarize myself with what's going on. Yeah. Um, well, if you guys want to know more about it, I can tell you. Let us know. Let's hear it. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently, Toker, um, so for the past two weeks, um, there have been um, counting of the vote between two individuals, two political parties. And so Turkish voters right now will head back to the polls in two weeks for a runoff election to decide if conservative president, I think is... I don't know how to pronounce his name, Recep Tayyip Erdogan, or his main rival will lead a country struggling with sky-high inflation as it plays a key role with NATO expansion and in the Middle East. The May 28th second round of presidential elections that election officials announced Monday will allow Turkey to decide if the nation remains under the increasingly authoritarian president for a third decade, or if it can embark on the more democratic course that Kamil Kalik, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Kamal Kalikdaraglu has claimed he can deliver. As in previous years, the nationalist Erdogan led a highly divisive campaign. So, what are you guys' thoughts on that? I don't know. Anyone? No? <laughs> yeah, everyone oh, really silent. <laughs> that tells you we really don't know anything. <laughs> so, I think we were talking about it earlier, though. The, but Erica, I think you mentioned something about reading. What you said, you read an article. Yes, I read an article on NPR, and it basically told me all about what was going on and how both of the presidential candidates were um, unable to reach fifty percent of the vote. So they they all I think they got like to forty seven point seven percent one of them, and then the other one was probably the same. So that's why they're doing this re-election. So that's why it's such a close call, and yeah. that's what, because there are also four other um, what's it called? There's two other candidates. There's yes. two other candidates other than them. So there yeah. are four candidates total, and mm -hmm. so now they're going to go on a run runoff election. And excluding those two other extra people and their votes, because those people accumulated probably a small percentage of votes, but the other two accumulated the rest. Mm -hmm. So, I just look at sorry, I just looked it up right now. It looks like the second round of the county, the county is going to be Sunday, May twenty eighth. So that's coming up soon. Yeah. I just oh, googled wow. it right now. Yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. I don't know. I don't think a lot of people necessarily know about this or talk about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I feel like one of the main reasons why is because, I mean, I feel like we talked about it earlier, but I feel like in the U.S., there's just, we don't get enough world news information given to us, like, in accessible ways, like, yeah. <laughs> why do you think that is, like, honestly? I don't know. I don't know if it's news being told what to, what to say and what not to say, or if it's just, yeah. like... What story's gonna sell? Right, yeah. just telling what people are gonna be interested in listening to, and not just a wide range of information that people should know. Yeah, because yeah. at the end of the day, news is entertainment. You know, it, and I think what the morning news and everything they want people to watch, so they're gonna go for like the best story or the most liked story, I guess. So I don't think. I don't know. I don't think local news, unless there is a community specifically of Turkish, will air out that information. So I think it's just... Yeah, but depends. it's so strange because everyone who 
actually watches other news channels like Al Jazeera or like international news channels that are not like CNN or something like that, right? Like that pro- probably would know yeah. something about this. So it's like, where is the, there's also, where is this divide? You know what I mean? When it comes to the U.S. information, it's like we only kind of, it's like very selective. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah. Yeah, it feels like it's either if there's a war going on or like yeah. if somebody dies, that's like a political leader, like overseas yeah. or something like that's the only time that we re- like everybody really hears about something like that. Yeah, but it, there's always war going on. You know what I mean? Right. But it's just like it's very still selective, like the Ukraine and Russian war. I don't think personally I like, like oh god hot take right <laughs> oh god no but like i just don't think like it's a big deal but i don't think i think that here they make it as big of a deal more than a big deal than it actually is right mm. than it actually is for like compa- in comparison to other things that are happening in the world right now you know what i mean okay yeah, yeah. does that make does that make sense so like there's like there has been injustices and wars that i i just don't understand like why the ukraine and russian war is getting gaining so much um news yeah attention right attention and um like it's probably because they want to they like the u.s obviously wants to like spew this whole um i like idea that russia bad right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. especially because like i mean the last president that was here was like supposedly like best buddies with (laughs) what's the guy's name putin Putin. yeah Yeah, it was like supposedly best buddies with him and so now like now that people like because of all of the things that were going on with that know who Putin is on a level they might not have if Trump didn't like advertise <laughs> him as his best friend like now every, like it feels like news is trying to keep people updated on like the life of Putin or whatever yeah. like as opposed to other forms of news that might be more important yeah what do you, i mean like when it comes to sorry this is kind of going off topic so um, how much do we? Ha- how much time do we have left? But I think we have like. Well, we came. I think we came in a little bit after ten forty. No, sorry, ten thirty. A little. Wait, wait. <laughs> a little. I think we after. have like about two minutes left because we came in a little bit um, after ten. Well, I mean, like if you talk, if you want to talk about like selective news, I mean, like I feel like the you like when it comes to like wor- this isn't world news technically, but I mean if you think about it in terms of like, like reality and, and like the U.S. C- okay. I'm trying to bring up, <laughs> I'm trying to bring up the shootings, okay, um, uh, that have happened in the yeah. past year. There have been around 200, 202. 202 in the past year. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's more days than there have been in the year so far. I think was the report or something like that, and that's yeah, that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just doesn't really make me feel safe. Yeah, and we were actually talking about it. Like, it makes me think twice about even having raising a kid here in the United States I mean the fact that we already have to work to support the family now we have to drop off our children to a place that's probably not even you know we can't even trust that our kids would be yeah that's true you know so it it definitely gives me like a different perspective on what exactly we want for the future of the future generation and it sucks because we're not getting we're not fixing the issue, so what kind of future are they gonna have? Right. Yeah. That's what breaks my heart. Yeah. You know, I think about how are how is is life gonna look like for them? Yeah. You it's, know? it's definitely representative of like what the US like actually cares about in yeah. terms of like policy and 
changing things and whatever. Like, if you're not willing to resolve the source of an actual problem, then like, yeah, it, that's especially like evolving the cit like your children, like the citizens of your country. Like, what else aren't you willing? What else are you like willing to compromise on in order mm -hmm. to just like keep your guns? I know the world news. <laughs> I know the world news can be really sad, but I guess one thing in the world that you probably don't know is like we're gonna end it off with a good no, right? There's this dog who just who's the oldest dog in the world. He Bobby. turned. <laughs> Wait, what's his name? Can you read it? I think it's Bobby. 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 <laughs> Buddy. How old is it's, he? How old is he? He's 31 years old. No way. Yes. Yeah. We live for him. Amazing. So that's all. That's it for the world news, and that's it for us. We are insert group name here. His name is Bobby. <laughs> his name is Bobby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> Um, and you are tuned into KDRT 95.7 Davis, California, where the grassroots grow. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great weekend. Have Woo! a great weekend. Yeah. This is DJ Doris. You are tuned into KDRT 95.7, Davis, California, where the grassroots grow. I'm Jalen. I'm Martha. Amanda. I'm Miguel. And Lucy. All right, so this is kind of a part two of our whole Earth Festival news coverage from last week. Um, I went to the festival, and I actually learned this while I was there, but it's completely vegan and zero waste, which is really cool to see. And we actually interviewed somebody attending the festival to get their thoughts on the food. So, so cool. Yeah, let's pull that up right now. All right, hello. Hi there. Uh, what's your name? Uh, my name is Alec. And then here at the Whole Earth Festival, where did you order from? I got food from the egg roll people. All right, and what did you order from there? I had the pad thai dish and then a side of garlic fries. What do you think of it? Uh, I thought it was really good. I was a little um, skeptical going into it because all the food here is vegan, but the tofu was cooked really well, the peanut sauce was really good, and the garlic fries were very garlicky. 
All right, awesome. And then in terms of like the whole Earth Festival being zero waste, what have they done for that in terms of food? Yeah, so there's the vegan part. And then I also noticed that uh, they serve everything on like plastic plates with actual metal silverware that you go drop off at a dish station. And that way there's no waste from the dishes. And then things that they can't serve that on, like the fries, they serve in compostable plastic or Compostable plastic or paper containers. Uh, what would you rate the whole Earth Festival as a whole out of 10? Uh, so far, it's been very fun walking around seeing all the vendors. I think it's definitely an 8 out of 10. All right, thank you. All right, so yeah, I do want to clarify something. He said that they use plastic plates. He meant like reusable plastic plates, not like plastic that you throw away, by the way. Mm, yeah, but oh my gosh, I am a sucker for tofu. It's so good. And just like talking about all this food is definitely making me hungry. I know for sure. And like it was really cool to see everything, you know, like I went to a Filipino food um, stand and like I'd heard of the food before. So I was like, oh, yeah, what kind of meat is it? And then they were like, oh, there's no meat. This is a wholly vegan festival. I was like, oh, OK. Like, yeah. So it was really cool to see all the like different options that people made. That's wonderful. Yeah, I ate pupusas. So yummy, really delicious, and I was definitely surprised by the plates. I love that, and then how you could return it after you were done eating. So I had a good time. I really enjoyed it. Wait, so you also went to the the whole the whole Earth Earth Festival? Yes, I did go. I just went for Friday because I was already on campus, uh, but I really liked it, and I saw a lot of the vendors walked around. How about you? No, I did not go. <laughs> I went to the festival too on Friday and I saw the food and it, all of it like smelled so good. It looked so good. Can we get some more examples of like what else did you guys see uh, around there? There was a dumpling house yes. that's downtown. Really good. Would recommend. Um, there was like mango on a stick, I think. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. That sounds really yummy. Like tahine. Yeah. Mm. And I also got lemonade with my friend. It was so good. It was like yeah. flavored lemonade. I didn't go to the whole Earth Festival because I was really busy just like writing essays and getting ready for classes but my roommates went and they were just like oh my gosh it was so fun and they brought home like this colorful lemonade and they let me try it and it was really really good yeah but again all this talk about food and drinks makes making me hungry and just like the whole Earth Festival I heard it's like really fun in general so I'm glad that this is an Aggie tradition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, also, I want to give a shout out to that expert um, analysis on the garlic fries. The garlic fries being garlicky. Big if true. Big if true. I cannot. I, I can just. I also had the garlic fries. They were in fact garlicky. I was. That was what I was worried about. Though was like I was worried they would either be not garlicky enough or too garlicky that you wouldn't be able to taste the fries. Perfect amount. Love Perfect garlic. amount. But uh, in other news or in other food news. Um, there is also a thing called the Aggie Eats Food Truck. Have you ever heard of this before? I've heard about it. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Well, it's basically a pay-what-you-want food truck that's meant to help food insecurity for students at UC Davis. And I did a little bit of, like, researching. Okay. According to their site, 42% of students had reported experiencing times of low to very low food ins food security. So this was a really great way for students to have access to cheap and nutritious meals. So, yeah, like... For you guys, for instance, like, how do you sort of manage paying for food as, like, poor college students, you know? Oh, well, um, I have an EBT card the school gave me, so I have mm. 
so I get roughly around 200 a month for it. But the thing is, um, over the summer, or yeah, over last year when I didn't renew it, it kept on adding. So when I got my card back in this month, uh, this year in January, it had over 1500 on it. So, I'm kind of, so, so I'm kind of good for the year. Yeah, see, I just try my best not to eat out. <laughs> I know, yeah. It's it's so hard, too, because, like, food's such a social thing as well. Yes. So it's like, when you're facing things like, yeah. So when you're facing things like food insecurity, it's kind of like, ah, oh, damn, like, I want to go hang out with my friends, but I don't know if I can. Exactly. I also utilize the pantries. There's mm-hmm. a pantry at C-Class, which is the Chicana Latina Center. So they have a huge pantry there where you can pick out, and as well as in CADs. So those are really helpful. Yeah, so um, going a little bit more into the Aggie Eats like food truck and everything, uh, they had a quote from their uh, head chef, uh, Marlon Gonzalez. He's been a chef for over 16 years, and he says that at Aggie Compass, we believe that food is love and love is a basic need. As someone who grew up with dealing with food insecurity, I understand the importance of having access to healthy, nutritious food and the huge impact it can make on your life so that's really cool and like yeah so on the website they were kind of talking about how it's um yeah you pay what you want but it's also um an anonymous what you what you pay so the person who's like giving you the food won't know how much you paid for that food which i think kind of uh reduces the stress about it too like you don't want to take advantage Mm -hmm. of the system which is really cool do you know how the payment process works by any chance? Um, you basically pay online. Oh, okay, okay. And it's like a pickup order. Uh, no, you well, kind of, yeah. So it's like you pay online, but you have to pay at the truck. So I think it's okay. like you got to like prove that you paid right when you were there. Yeah, you can't like pay ahead of time. I think. Um, yeah, that's what they were saying on the website. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> So um, if you are interested in checking out the food truck for yourself, they'll be at the Green at West Village today serving either turkey chili with cheddar cheese mm. and broccoli or three bean chili with cheddar cheese and broccoli. So that's very, very interesting. Chili is like my all-time favorite food, so it's just, oh my gosh, really? I'm so excited. Uh, what other foods are you guys' like favorites then? Just any kind of noodles for me. Uh, yes. Mm. Tacos. I love tacos. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite. Tacos is my favorite. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you guys, like, cook for yourselves here, like, in school? Or? I sometimes do. Cause it's just so much hassle, like, getting all the ingredients and yeah. making sure they don't expire and then washing yeah. all the dishes afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Like, I kid you not, for the past, like, two weeks, I've been making my roommates and I pancakes like every single day it's just they're so good and they're so easy and then like you can like mix and match uh they're pretty healthy pancakes too <laughs> healthy pancakes well what's in them that makes them healthy banana and oats oh so oh. so it's like is it just regular batter but you just put oats and yeah banana and then sometimes I chop them with strawberries and Ooh. we usually don't have ours with syrup even though like as a kid I always had it with butter and syrup but mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, I'm an athlete, so protein oh, is key. <laughs> true. So true. I don't normally go ham on breakfast. I think I just get myself, like, oatmeal, a few eggs, and, like, mm-hmm. toast, and that's it. Um, but for lunch and dinner, that's where I actually go ham. Like, I, I often make big dishes for, like, for like big sporting events. So, like, for the Super Bowl, I made myself, like, a whole rack of ribs. Oh. And, like, went, like, spread wow. it. Because I'm awesome. I, I, how, you guys, <laughs> how have you guys not realized this? I have amazing talents. I, <laughs> Okay, I will say, though, you were like, yeah, I didn't really go ham for breakfast. I make myself oatmeal, eggs, bacon. Like, you know what I had for breakfast today? What's up? I had a piece of toast. Hey, I haven't had anything for breakfast. Oh, so you don't go ham for breakfast, really? 
No, 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 no. Like, I get the basics. Like, for, like, I don't have, like, oatmeal and eggs. It's either one of the two. Uh, and so it's, it's either one or the other. But for, like, dinner, that's when I go ham because then I have leftovers for, like, the remainder of the week. I love breakfast. I'm I do a like big breakfast. breakfast person. I like mm-hmm. to have a big breakfast. And then throughout the day, I'll be okay. Maybe I like a, a, sm- I like a, a small, snack or two. I like a small breakfast. And then bacon. Oh, my gosh. I could, if I could, I could eat bacon, like, every single day with, like, eggs and, um... Yeah, and like toast and like just like an omelet. Oh my gosh! And then yogurt with granola. You know what I learned about like this year is they sell, so like you know like bacon comes in like a package or whatever. They sell already pre-cooked bacon that you just put in the microwave for twenty seconds. Yeah. So like I know it doesn't sound like the most healthy thing in the world, but it's so easy for like when you have class in the when morning. You're in a rush. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Just put it for thirty seconds in the microwave. Has anyone ever done the overnight oats? I've seen that. Yeah. My mom is a big, big over notes, over notes, over oats type of person. Mm-hmm. Especially since she's a nurse, so like she leaves house around uh, six. So like in the morning, she goes. Miguel, overnight oats. <laughs> over what did I say? Over oats. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. I know what you're talking hey, about. It, hey, we, we, we all have different mornings. <laughs> you're just over the oats. You're not like. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Like they're so hard to make that you're just like never mind. Yeah. Who has time? Mm. What did everyone have for breakfast today? So I had toast. Miguel had nothing. What about everyone else? An iced coffee from Pete's because that's all your girl had time for today. <laughs> I had a granola bar and I'm drinking this new drink from 7-Eleven down the street. Super coffee, positive energy. It has 10 grams of protein, 200 milligrams of caffeine. All right. so then Super healthy. I, Zero sugar. All right, cool. When do you get the check? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Lucy? I had nothing. I always, oh, no. I like the idea of breakfast food, but I always get up too late mm-hmm. to make breakfast. Me too. I, I often skip out sometimes for breakfast. Like, just, like, either I don't have time or, like, I'm not hungry, so I just wait until lunch. I'm not going to, like, wait in between. I have, like, a brunch situation. Yeah, going out to dinner in Davis is so awesome. And the fact that, like, we have, like, all of, like, these food trucks for lunch and then we can... You know, you can grab it with, like, a buddy and then go on campus. It's just, it's so awesome. And then we have all of these festivals, too, uh, you know, as Jalen was saying about, like, having, like, really good food and then, like, picnic day is a really good place to have it. Like, I just feel like so much, like, so many festivals happen during, like, spring quarter, so it's, like, a great time just to, you know, get together, like, get some food. And then boba's really popular here in Davis. I can't believe we haven't touched on boba yet. I will say, though, like, probably springtime is the best time for food in Davis. Yes. Like, oh, my. Yes. What are you guys' favorite, like, boba places? Ume. Hands down, my favorite. Which one? Ume by Safeway, Cobell. Oh. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. I'm a big fan of, Okay. I'm a big fan of shared tea because it's simple, but I'm a big fan of lazy cow because it's like fancy. You know, so it just depends on what I'm wanting. The glass. I do always pay extra for the glass. Yeah, me too. Like, I know the (laughs) the idea is to bring them back, but I just want more of them. I forget it. Then they're so cute. Yeah, like, I just want to add more to my collection. And then they're going to, like, take away them. No. And what is your favorite boba drink? Mm. Okay, I I don't like milk teas, but I definitely am a big fan of, like, um... Like peach or strawberry okay. teas, you know. Yes. Like, I always add lychee jelly to whatever I'm I drinking. I love lychee. Yeah. Oh, it's like citrusy things too. Love those. Yeah. What about you, Lucy? Where's your go to boba? Oh, I don't know. There's so many options to choose yes. from. It really depends on how I'm feeling. Um, I mean, Lazy Cow's really good. Ume, I'm, I live close to that, so. Mm. We live near each other. Oh, we have no. to go together. Yeah, we do. <laughs> 
Is that the one with like the bunny on their logo? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, it's such a cute little about. spot. I really yeah. like it. And I'm basic. I get the brown sugar. I, I love milk tea. So I'm a big fan of the brown sugar, like in general for drinks. Mm-hmm. Like brown sugar coffees when they have that I at Pete's. Tried that. I got that, like, they have it at Pete's. They used to. I think it was like their seasonal thing. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would get that all the time. But um So when's our next boba date? So um when are you free? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that that's all that we've had time for today. I'm Jalen. I'm Martha. I'm Lucy. I'm a girl. And I'm Amanda, and I really hope you enjoyed our show for today. Um, Go grab some breakfast, a late brunch with your buddy, and lunch and dinner is just right around the corner, and grab grab somebody and go on a boba date. This has been the DJ Doris. You're tuned into KDRT 95.7 Davis, California, where the grassroots grow. Thank you for listening. Featuring a rotating selection of fresh brews, live music, and a relaxed atmosphere on the patio. Open Thursday through Sunday and located at 27260 Highway 128, Winters. Information at BerryessaBrewingCo.com.